everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 168 for January 30th, 2019. Tomorrow marks the last day we have to say to people, oh, Happy New Year, because it'll be February and enough is enough. So, I stopped on the second. Did you? Yeah, Every time yeah. I see somebody who I haven't seen, I wish them Happy New Year, and likewise, so officially February, you could stop saying that to people, even if you haven't seen them. I feel like it's this been week's... last year since we said that. It's been a whole year already. Go ahead. Top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison. I've said that for the last time, but I love Stu. Uh, the Godfather, uh, Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, they have, uh, Creator Neighbor and Gangy and Pop Pop Makerspace. What is going on? What are we working on? Bill Lutz. Oh what is my on goodness! The old bench? I I'm I'm uh, we're in panic mode over here. We got to get uh, the salon moved out completely tomorrow night. Uh, they're gonna set up Friday and then start cutting hair in the new space on Saturday. And I still got a lot of stuff wow. to go. Yeah. So of course, it, and, and I love my wife, and thank God I'm married to her, um, because she came up to me a couple days ago and says, you know, those stations that we love so much, yeah, we're not using them. We want you to build two slab tables that are nine by nine feet by 20 long, and we'll set two chairs on each one of those tables. Okay? Oh. Yeah. She didn't give you a K. <laughs> she didn't give you a K. That's not her style. Oh, my gosh. So I went to, um, yeah, I went up to, uh, to uh, Berkeley, as a matter of fact. We were talking about that. There's a place. I bought a couple of giant redwood slabs and um, used the same uh, metal, the strut, uh, super strut that I made the, the shelf, the, the leg of the stand for that. Anyway, that's what I made the legs for these big slab tables out of. Rush job, got those done. I'm working on a um, the uh, a big sink stand or a I don't know lavatory stand, whatever you call it. And then um, I got some painting going on behind me. I'm busy. I'm trying to open up a salon. I'm I'm trying to do my part of the opening of a salon. So yeah, it's 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 been uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. I'm tired. Been going in after work and. Running back and forth and blah blah blah. But, and but you're in the home stretch now, so you must be feeling that. I know you were just saying in the pre-show that you're like you're missing working on your guitars. And yes. Do you, do you see the, Do you see the light at the end of the tunnel? Well, I do, but they're going to be open, and I'm still going to be probably two weeks out of building. I I've gotten everything oh, yeah. done that I have to for them to cut hair, basically. But they still. But you still have other. Yeah, they want like the their break room. They want it like a sliding barn door for the break room and the bathroom. They so gotta, they get to take breaks. I know. For that, first of all, what's up with that? No, um, no. The, uh, there's a big desk inside the break room. It's going to be a desk slash like a bar where they can eat their lunch, like a bar. So a long skinny table for that. 
just just a bunch of little stuff hanging up some shelves and whatnot but the majority of it is done they got the floors cleaned um, the plumbing's all done the electrical's all done the walls have been painted the outside's been painted so it's like yeah the, the light is at the end of the tunnel it's a little farther out for me than it is for them but um yeah it's 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 cool. It's very cool. And again, we're one block from from world famous Jack London Square. In fact, the little the little um, house. It's like a little wood cabin that Jack London actually sat in and wrote some of his novels. Is there? You can actually go in it. It's got like a grass roof what, on it. Did, did they like move it there? Yeah. Or yeah, as I was gonna say, he, that's not where he was. He wasn't in the no. middle of a city. <laughs> no, he was up in the redwoods, actually, in Northern California. Yeah. But but they moved that yeah. actual structure is there. But anyway, it's so we're one block from there, and and it's uh it's exciting. But I am I am about as beat up as you can get. I think I pulled I, I think I pulled a my my fat my stomach fat. I think I pulled it. Oh, a fat muscle. Yeah, <laughs> I have this pain like uh, right above my right hip because we're trying to load in a washing machine in the back of my truck, and Casey and I are about halfway up, and this little little uh, little guy from down the street comes running up. Oh, I'll help you! I'll help you! And he grabs it. Then because he moved it, Casey's hand shifted, his hand shifted. They're both about four foot tall, so this washing machine in my truck's uh, an F two fifty, so it sits up very high. So it starts falling. So I took that entire washing machine with all I could, kind of use my girth shall we say to stop it from hitting the ground i'm like uh can we just lean it over please so yeah a, this, this guy this double bass player guy i know he used to call it his gut clamp it's <laughs> like, like yeah you just clamp it with your gut use your gut clamp <laughs> <laughs> well all that being said uh uh yeah i wish people it? could hear that face phil <laughs> i mean uh, I believe disgust is the look on my face. <laughs> but it was more amused disgust. Yeah. Because you were I, grinning, yeah, smiling, slightly nauseous at the same time. Yes. Yes. Speaking of nauseous, <laughs> yes, exactly. uh, what have you been up to, Phil? Um, so I think last week we talked about the fact that I was in Dallas for a week. And then uh, when I recorded... Did we record late? I don't remember. Anyways... I was home for a couple of days, and then I shot over to Vegas. I did a conference there for three days, and then I took a red eye to Toronto to work for the last week. Um, there, a trade show, and I just got back today. So I'm exhausted, uh, today being mm. Wednesday when we're recording this. Uh, yeah, I'm super wiped, so uh, that's what I've been up to. And I sort of, as I walked into the house, and I went through... All, Past all of my tools on the way into the house through the garage, I was like, "Oh yeah, I used to, I used to do stuff in here." <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. You went from sawdust uh, yeah. to cobwebs, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna have to. I don't know. Do something, something, something. But uh, but I'm here all next week, which is nice, and likely I'll be on the road again after that. But. Uh, I'm looking far forward to spending some time with my wife and my kids, and just I went. Uh, actually, I landed today at two, had an early supper with the kids, and then I I took my son to free skating. So we we skated for an hour at the arena today, indoor arena, mind you. The weather here is insane, so indoor arena. We skated around for an hour, and he's finally good enough that we can get out of the kitty area and do the big loop with the grown up. So that was like oh, that's that exciting. was that was awesome. Way like, to go, we just Jake! Skated for an hour and talked. It was great. Because for him, that's like, I mean, that's like the world, you know, like those distances, yeah. like when you're little, that's so huge. Yeah. 
It was but he did great. He was skating backwards, skating forward. Like he didn't fall. You know, like for him that was like a graduation moment. Yeah. And like yeah. I was like misty eyed the whole time. Like I just sort of let him skate up ahead of me, and I'm just watching him from behind. I'm like I, I can't believe I have this kid that's old enough that we're like skating together in like the grown up <laughs> area and. You know, and like he still wants to hang out with me. Like I guess that's why I was a little misty because I know the day is going to come where he won't. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you what, Phil. Honestly, from the physical exhaustion and the emotional exhaustion, um, yeah. I don't know how you look as good as you do because you're you're a beautiful man. You really are. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're on the other side of the the planet right now because some things. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> So that, anyways, that that's what I'm up to. Um, I literally have nothing on the bench, but I know my wife wanted me to make some stuff, and you know I'd love to get to that. What about you, Tim? What's going on? Uh, first, I wanted to get back to Bill about his uh, salon. We talked about this last week, I believe, about you said you were going to do a video when it's done. Yeah. So I'm... I want to encourage you when you do the video to do what Phil said about having like Casey run the camera and you walk us through it. And then, and so then just, you know, walk us through it and talk about it and just unedited. But after you've done all that, go back with the camera, a still camera and take just a beautiful photo of each piece. So you can oh, yeah. pepper that in like stills over the tour while you're talking. So we can see like nice close ups and stuff. Um, you know, and that way we'll, I think, I just, I'm, I think it's going to be like a really amazing video. And uh, I just want to make sure, because your last video, you showed stuff pretty good, but there's something about a still, like a still photo or something that just really gives you a chance to, versus like even just holding the camera on it. You know what I mean? Like the video camera. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. In fact, get, I, on, I get was, a couple, get nice stills of everything. Yeah, I was, I was a little upset. I forgot to take uh, pictures of the finished slab tables when I got them in, but it was just, like I said, it was so rushed. Hey, did you yeah. guys did you guys get a message um, about the that what's the, the other podcast? Um, the other podcast? Just no, the one? no. Some they talk too much or something. Uh, you, someone else has a podcast. I, <laughs> I only just listen to ours on repeat. Some somebody messaged me and said people that talk too much podcast um, tried to have reclaimed as a topic. And uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe Joel and Mike and Izzy, but they're not, they're not that dumb. So if, 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 if that was you guys. <laughs> How dumb are they? Well, I'm just saying if it was you guys, especially Joel, if, it was, if, if you want to go through our library um, and take as long as you need. I'll give you a couple of days. Go through the 160 some odd episodes. Then once you do that and you feel like you... At that point, I, I will say then, yeah, maybe you can talk about Reclaimed. Uh, but let us know first for any pointers. If that was you guys. If it wasn't you guys, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm overreaching my my uh, my bounds here. But, yeah, I just uh, somebody messaged me and said some people who talk too much tried to talk about Reclaimed, made fools of themselves, and um, please don't be angry. That might have been Joel that sent me the message. I don't know. <laughs> you, I see I, something off camera. You dropped something there. You just turned to your right. What, you know what that is? Oh, it's the gauntlet. Yeah. Oh, is that what I did? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was the mic, but uh, you know. No, 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 it's the gauntlet. <laughs> um, could you imagine actually ha like going back and listening? You, it would take you 167 hours approximately to listen to our entire. See, that's that's that. that's that, college that education possible? right there. That's college education it's, doing that math. I did, that I did all the numbers in my head. <laughs> yeah. It's 167 credits. 
right yeah, there. My brain mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Maddie, my my lovely twenty year old stepdaughter, it just left the other day, and she is in Budapest, Hungary, until May. Oh, uh, I saw the I saw those pictures, abroad. man. That's that's so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. And congratulations yeah. for her. So, so that's pretty cool. She's um. She's in a really nice apartment, and she, I was in Budapest once in like 1989 for a couple of days, and I don't remember Yikes. much about it because it was a long time ago. But um, like I remember, there's it's like it's like a twin city situation. It's like Buda and Pest, and there's a bridge, and there's like this hill. And she, like the, one of the first pictures she sent over was like, I was like, I remember that bridge. That's like the only thing I remember is that bridge because it's like kind of a big deal in the in the city, I guess. You well, know? it would have been a different city at the time, 1989, post Berlin Wall. I mean, that's still Eastern Europe, like, and it now. Yeah, the wall had just come down, and yeah. uh, and that's it is yeah totally. Now it's all westernized, you know. I mean, right. like she was she was sending pictures of like the you know the the movie The Incredibles, yeah. Um, like the the Incredibles guy and everything on the cover written in huh. in uh, you know Hungarian. Incredibles you know? Mister yeah. Incredible, Mister yeah. whatever his name is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, like when I when I went in '89, like they all the the people that were in charge of the tour, they said that. They were like, okay, listen, they're going to know you're American, but just try not to look American because it's going to freak them out, you know, and yeah. um, and just keep, you know, keep your American money in your wallet. Don't, you know, just exchange money and don't use your American. This is long before the euro even, you know, like just yeah. don't, don't use American currency. So the first thing we did is we, you know, walked into a, like a little cafe and we put an American dollar bill in the counter and we just got boom, like we just got treated like royalty, you know, for like <laughs> $5 American because it was like the curtain, like, some of these people had like literally never seen an American dollar because it was just it was illegal you know i mean it was not so we just we walked around everywhere i bought like a leather jacket for like 10 american dollars i just pulled it took a 10 dollar bill out and so far as a vegetarian obviously um and uh, <laughs> it was like crazy but you didn't eat the jacket right i no i did not i did not it actually okay. got stolen out of my car in the poconos several years later my window got broken in the middle of winter and i kind of figured that whoever stole it probably needed it more than me which is probably not true but that's just for how i drug money yeah yeah, yeah, or drug money. So, but uh, what am I working Must on? Been you nice say? Guy, though. Yeah, yes, that was the original question. Um, I I'm working on the, my big stool order. I've got the. I'm waiting on the steel. Still. <laughs> no, working on my stool. Why would anyone order your stool? That just seems weird, man. It's got to be a vegetarian <laughs> thing. Yeah. Well, you, how do you say you that without said sounding they creepy? ordered many stools for me the kind you sit on but instead you're like oh I'm still working on my big stool order I was like so, try so, coffee sometimes that helps Tim Tim <laughs> wh- where are these stools going what kind of business is it <laughs> it's a brewery <laughs> okay do you so, provide a sample <laughs> so I did, I did you're working on your big bar stool order there that would have been better there you go okay I could say that <laughs> Okay, so anyways, about my stools. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm waiting on the uh, this, this, the rest of the steel to come in, and I'm cutting in this and that. So I've actually had some time to work on some guitars, but it's going to be crunch time once I get my steel in, and I'm going to just be like a welding fool. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to upgrade my um, my tank, my my gas tank for my welder. I think I'm going to like trade one, pay up for the bigger one, because yeah. otherwise I'm going to be there every other day for the next couple of weeks. You know. So what do you have? Like ex- what do you have your pressure set on? Uh, whatever they're saying, somewhere between twenty and forty, is, I think is what. Keep it whatever way the, closer. Way, to be. Yeah, wear closer yeah. to twenty than forty because you shouldn't be yeah, going I, through it that fast. 
Yeah, I backed it down. Uh, oh no, I'm just saying I'm I'm doing a lot of welding, so I'm going to use. Yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. It, But um, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I have it at around twenty. I'd have to, I'll have to check. But um, how much I worse think I would had it be? Sorry to interrupt you. How much worse yeah. would it be if you switched to uh, uh, flux core, shielded, shielded? Uh, it's messy. Dead. It's messy. It's it's yeah. a lot it's more once work. you. Well, you'll see when you come pick up your welder. I mean, it's it's right. fine, and I I did it for years. But then, the, you know, once you switch to gas, you don't you don't go back to flux core. You just kind of well, it, it has its place. It, it really does. Like I, Out, outdoors, I, yeah. I welded up uh, these table legs for the slab tables, and it was eighteen welds, I think. So of course, by the time I got to weld number fifteen, they started looking pretty good, right? The last three welds, but um, right. something like that where I, I I weld not that often. And I'm not in a hurry. Flux core is fine. It's just a little bit of extra cleanup. You get more spatter. Um, right. Yeah. It's just a little more cleanup. But when you're going to be doing as much as he's going to be doing, you don't you don't want flux core. It's just, gotcha. yeah. yeah. It's going to take you twice as long. Yeah. Yeah. I and, did 18 uh, the two thing, inch welds or nothing. So go ahead, Tim. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. The um, I'm not grinding these either. So I'm gonna they're gonna be exposed welds. I'm just uh, wire brushing them. So I I want to make them as pretty as possible. You know, so stacking dimes. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's gonna be more like a worm, but you know maybe, okay. a, maybe a worm a worm that ate some dimes. <laughs> so <laughs> so figure for. <laughs> for your first couple of uh, stools, Tim or bar stools. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> seriously, because it will take you just a couple of welds to get into the swing of it. Pick the ones yeah, that are on. Yeah, the pick group. the ones that are the inside, like you know, that are going to be less yeah. seen. And you get four the or five tops. going, yeah. and then all of a sudden, boom! Those that that little rhythm gets going. You get that little figure eight. Yeah. However you do it, and um, yeah. but yeah, that's what I was saying. Is I found out, you know, almost to the end because it was just it was a you know a couple hours worth of welding, if that taking my time, a couple inches. Yeah. You get to weld number fifteen. I'm like, man, that looks good. That's a beautiful weld. Every time. Every time. Every time. Uh, you know? I think I might even just, I have a bunch of like cutoffs. I might even just, just weld a bunch of cutoffs together just to get my rhythm going. And then, yep. And then Give yourself it, you know? 15 minutes to do that. And I'll have to do, do it every that. morning because yeah. I'm yeah. so bad at it. Every day I'll have to go in and do like 10 welds. You'd be, <laughs> you you'd be, you'd be surprised how, it's just something that, because I weld four times a year, right? I mean, that's that's why. When I was yeah, welding once a lot. every two months maybe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was yeah. I was welding at one job. I just uh, for months at a time, I would be using a welder, and it's like I didn't have to practice beforehand. It's like anything, you yeah. Know? So, well, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, that's one of the reasons I take jobs like this too, though, is for that opportunity. You know, is that you know now by the end of this job, I'm going to be pretty darn good at welding together one inch pipe. You know, on stools, pipe plus, plus the money. <laughs> yeah, the money always. And, but helps. then you know, if I if I don't. You, if I don't use those welding chops for four months now, then I'm going to lose them. You know, and that's just sort of the, the way it is. But that's that's uh, that's sort of the way it is for all of us because what we, well, maybe not Phil as much, but you and I, Bill. I mean, we're always like, kind of jumping around. You know? Yeah. Um, but so w- the other thing I've been working on, which is leading into our topic, is I, I just recently finished up the um, the truck hood coffee table I've been working on, mm-hmm. and um, it's been really cold here, as, as Phil knows, and Bill thinks he understands. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> You can't know. <laughs> um, and, you know, so I heat, yeah, you know, I, I did an epoxy pour over the top of it, and I heat my shop up, and I've been, I mean, I've burned through, like, way more of my firewood than I should have. I'm probably going to run out now because I've just been trying to blast the shop, and I've been filling the stove up every night before I go home trying to give this epoxy the opportunity to cure, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, 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 it doesn't work right when it's cold. It doesn't level properly, so you end up with, like, little high spots, you know. So I ended up having to, to sand the whole thing flat. 
which is, it just kind of stinks because you know you're losing your shine. So then I I sand the whole thing flat, and then I do a skim coat of epoxy over the top to bring the shine back instead of polishing it. But then the skim coat's got imperfections, so you end up sanding that a little bit. And then you know, it's just like, and then it's just not curing right because it doesn't. It you have to let that stuff cure for a while, really, you know, to polish it. Anyways, never mind when it's cold. So mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I got a pretty good finish on it, but it's not it's not perfect. Like there's there's spots in there that I can still see swirls and, you know, like little, little scuffs and stuff. And I, now it's for a nightclub in Vegas. And like, it's just like, I kind of got to thinking like how ridiculous I am, like that I'm, I'm obsessing over this because just before I poured the epoxy, I literally like sent the, the Vegas people like a picture of the table and they said, can you scratch it up more? Before, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they wanted the distressed look, so I actually sanded more paint and added more rust to this truck hood before I went into this ridiculous, like, 2,000 grit buffing, like, obsession on this, you know, and it's just kind of like the, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm right, like, you, you have to do the epoxy right on top of the scratches, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's, it got me thinking about, like, like our, our maker's marks, um, and and then, of course, I, I sent a bunch of pictures of them, and I said, "Hey, listen, if you, I can be a little bit late with it, I can, I can bring it home, I can let it cure, and I can, I can do it again, and you know, like down by my furnace and get it perfect. But I know it's going to a dimly lit nightclub, so let me know if this is fine." And the, the woman said, "You know what? People are going to be dancing on this thing wearing stilettos in about two weeks." So that was going to be my point: no, it's, that it's very dark in those clubs. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just and that's ex- and, and I'm I'm under you know five thousand lumens of of uh, you know LED light you know and a flashlight on it and stuff. Um, it's, you know, so it's like, but it's, it, it just got me thinking about like the, our, our mark as makers on things is like what we take pride in. Um, and especially with reclaimed that there's, you know, like my philosophy is always kind of like, I love all those distress marks and those character marks and the nails that are in it and this and that and the other thing. I love that. It's like my favorite thing to preserve these, these flaws, but mm-hmm. man, do I get PO'd at myself when one of those flaws is mine. <laughs> when I'm, you it's, know, when I'm it, it it unintentional. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. being it's yeah. being picky. It's about it's your own work. It's just being way super self-critical. Um, yeah, uh, same way. You don't anything you make, you're like, oh man, that's perfect. You know what? I'm gonna where's my hammer? I'm gonna gouge out that when you intentionally do it, or when it's already got that in that those marks on it. You know, like when you're distressing something, or when you find, you know, distressed lumber that's fine I, I did that with these slab tables you know i was like oh yeah i got this isn't good this doesn't match the other side let me add some character over here but then when you do something when you slip you know with the with the chisel or something open up up opening up your paint a can of paint uh <laughs> and you gouge out a piece of wood you're like ah it's terrible right because one's a mistake right and one was on purpose uh yeah i mean Although I feel like I'm not as hard on myself now as I was potentially, probably now because I have more experience in being able to fix these things and make them look either invisible or a feature. Ah, but I'm bum. What we always do, right? Right. Yep. So, so it doesn't really bother me as much. And sometimes, like unless I'm really under the gun for time, it's an opportunity to learn from this or to do something different. Maybe change up the plans a little, like. Instead of joining it one way, I joined another because I did something to this piece. I mean, I'm talking a little bit more in general now, but I don't I don't beat myself up as much as I used to because, you know, before I was like, oh, if I don't get this exactly right, it'll just be wrong. But now, you know, it could be a bunch of different things. Like the expectation is mine and mine alone. Whoever's getting it doesn't 
care if you use rabbit joints or butt joints or you know even box joints or whatever it is like they don't they don't care they want a box so it's not as critical as I initially felt and I wonder maybe if that's an attitude that more of us could share unless I know I know you are super critical of yourself Tim and like you you see the vision of what this was supposed to be and if it's not damn it yeah yeah I mean but at the same time I I agree and I I feel like that but then it's like but isn't that what makes us who we are like that we we create more than is expected because if everybody just created at the level that consumers sort of appreciated like I feel like it would like sort of dumb down the pool you know <laughs> next thing you know everybody's everybody's got IKEA furniture and that's it you know? no but I don't think that's the case I think people are looking for something that's well built I don't think they necessarily care specifically how it's built you know like uh, I honestly don't know what's behind the stuff like the jip rock in most of my house right I assume that it's built well and you know so far so good the house hasn't fallen over but you know if they did uh, studs every 16 inches or every 18 at this point I don't really care right as long as it's holding up together and i feel like that's sort of the way people are with furniture as well that as long as it feels solid and it doesn't fall apart then i, it I looks don't care right how you too, of course. yeah and i don't, I don't yeah. care how you joined it i think part yeah. of it too with with making our mark in the world of making uh as reclaimers or as using reclaimed materials or upcycling uh especially if you share with people and i try and do that when you share the garbage first right it's like check this out look at this pile of crap i found and then the end result is this this thing this this thing that you made this beautiful piece of furniture we might be critical of, of the of the process of going through there because something didn't work out right um but the 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 end user the person who's getting this or just you know even somebody that comes over to the house and sees something you made they're like, wow, and that came from these two by fours. That came from a pallet. So in their eye, the 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 change is vast and it's beautiful and it's right. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, so this new salon has terracotta tile floors, right? And because there was some separating in the in the, they had these little half walls and stuff. When we when we demoed the walls, of course we had to put we had to fill in those areas with, with some more tile. There's two different sizes. We've that, the old terracotta tile that was down there is gross, dirty. It was a bagel shop, right? So it's got grease. Mm. I mean, it was disgusting. And they don't have the budget to redo the floor, to get a new floor put in. And I told them, you guys, relax. I promise you, we'll get the floors clean. Once they put the new, they'll fill in the spaces where the broken tiles are. So now it's got like three different types of terracotta tile, three different sizes. But when they steam cleaned it, the the difference is so vast. Both case, and I got I got a, you were right, honey, from Casey because the floors look amazing. And as we start putting the oh, the furniture inside, but I was trying to tell her people aren't going to walk in and look at the floors, and they're certainly not going to see the floors as they are now, which is all greasy and nasty, you know. Or if they do, they see yeah. those floors that way, and they come back in and everything's shiny and new. It's going to be, you know. So I said I, I'll post the picture of hey, this looks like a room divider to me and it's a bunch of lumber on my workbench and then when people see the actual room divider it's like oh wow that's you know so right but but how critical yeah. are we of trying to make our mark on that pile of garbage right to 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 say this is me this is a lutz this is a sway this is a pinsky original yeah well that's that's the other side too that i wanted to get to is about those special things but uh i just that reminded me real quick uh my my brother-in-law helped me sheetrock this room that I'm in right now and I had never really done it 
properly before and he was a painter so he really knew and and so we're going through and we're mudding and he's you know showing me how to mud and stuff and he put it he put one hand at his belt and his other hand at his eyebrows he goes just worry about this area yep this yeah from eyebrows to belt doesn't matter what the rest of it looks like no one's going to see it and of course while you're working it's just it's glaring yeah but now 10 years later i don't know where i missed you know i'm I'm the one that did it i don't know where it is yeah imperfect perfection Hmm. that's your maker's mark tim (laughs) <laughs> yeah kind of kind of um so yeah the, so the other side of that is is what we do to make it special you know like how do you leave what like what's your signature do you have a signature that you like to do or besides your your actual maker's mark yeah no i don't even have one i should you don't? no you should. i should i should get a branding iron um or i, I could make I you want... one i bet if you do if it's something simple you could make one you have a cnc i know I know. A little piece of aluminum, you know? Make a, how, as long ma- as how many simple. times could you do that? How many times could you heat it up and use it? Indefinitely? Like, aluminum won't warp like that? Well, if you heat it up too much, maybe, but... I, I made one I'm not once. sure about that. I think to get you it hot enough... On your, uh, to get it hot enough to burn wood, I don't think you'd have to worry too much. Or, there's this guy out there, since yeah. Phil, since you won't cough up the money for a Tony Rouleau... Plain. I know he does uh, branding irons too. What, what makes you think I yeah. cough up the money for that? Oh, that's right. There, I forgot I, who I was talking about, to. Never mind. Hey, well, Lutz, you have a lot of experience in making custom branding irons. Oh my gosh, it's sitting right here. <laughs> I think you should use it anyways. Yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. So, for those of you who haven't listened to all 167 episodes, Joel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lutz made uh, his own. He made well. First, he made a branding iron for my son Vance. He made the V out of angle iron, and and it's beautiful. And Vance uses it on every project he makes still, uh, three years later. And uh, so Lutz was like, "Well, my name is all straight angles. I could make a a Lutz one." And so he made this beautiful out of angle iron. He welded it together, made this beautiful Lutz branding iron. But he made it regular typeface, not reverse typeface, like it needs to be. To oh yeah, print. right. <laughs> so, so for Vance, it didn't matter because the V works either way, and so he, you know. But but when he wrote Lutz, it's backwards. So, well, and I think you should use it anyways because you're kind of backwards. I love it. I love it. But if you yeah. run it through a metal bandsaw, <clears throat> it's not. Yeah, you, you could release the letters. No, if it's there's not enough room. Roll the back on the, the front. The depth is uh, it's that, not that deep. Oh, so yeah. if I ran it through a bandsaw, I, I wouldn't have enough left over. Right, because you could weld the top onto it, onto the the top of it, and then cut the face off. But, but then right. I, but then the welds would be there. And then you have to grind. Oh, you'd have a lot off. of cleanup. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm gonna make another one one Easier of these days because my name is easy to do with the the block letters. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you know, I one of the, one of the things I found with the c- cigar box guitars that I make, my I found that my signature now is I found the headstock that I really like the shape, and that's. It's almost on the last 10, 10 of these I built. Yeah, I like that shape. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it's it's that, perfect. <clears throat> it's kind of my kind of my signature, and then uh, I want to have. Uh, I said I really do want to get a laser engraver so I can engrave my name on there on the headstock and make it look like official. So I wouldn't have to be that big, right? I can get one of them little cheapies. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you could yeah, even I mean to- if you wanted to. In the meantime, I'm sure there's a maker space, <clears throat> and you could laser some veneer yeah and then stick it on there well you know what i've been doing again because my my name is block letters i i have a um, soldering iron that's like a flathead screwdriver and i can actually burn my name 
because it's oh, all yeah. block letters. Mm-hmm. I've done that on a few of my guitars too. Hmm. You know what you you could um well you could make a obviously like a brand, uh, <clears throat> b- but um. I'm just saying instead of a laser, but the laser is going to have more options, obviously, yeah. than just like well, a branding. <clears throat> but uh, you could make a, um, you could make a, uh, if you cut out of aluminum, like a, a stencil, you could burn, put a metal plate on that has loots cut out and then put it over the whole headstock and just torch it. Yeah. And then it, it just It burns, doesn't take you know. that long. Let me show you. No, he's gone. Okay. Oh, Let's he's right here. So that was done with a <laughs> screwdriver, flathead, oh, yeah, uh, soldering good. iron. Yeah. So and it doesn't take that long. I mean, it's so yeah. until I do get a laser printer, I can I I want to start doing that though. I want to mark these. I love making these things. I've got nothing but positive feedback from them. I'm getting better every time I build one. Um, and I want yeah, I want my name on there. I want it to. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm interrupting you. Laser printer. You actually could just do the toner yeah, transfer. Toner transfer. Much more detailed than the laser engraver too. Yeah, but well, give it a shot. Just try it on a piece of wood. See what it looks like for you. Well, and then I, just spray lacquer over it. You know. Yeah, comes out really well. I've done literally anything. I've done teeny. But tiny I got. Text, I got to get a uh, real graphics. I, I got to get a uh, uh, the printer though, right? The toner printer. Yeah, they're fifty nine dollars. Yeah, they're a lot less than a laser cutter. Hmm. I was thinking about getting one for the shop too, just to have one there. You kids you know, and your technology. You get them free know. on Craigslist. I mean, like, people are just giving them away. Mm. I'm using one that's 15 years old that we had since before we were married. But uh, anyways, I, you know what? Uh, if I'm going to... Are you going to say something, Tim? I just didn't want to... No, uh, go. No, I want you to talk. I was going to say sometimes the maker's mark isn't specifically a, like a design detail, but sometimes it's just specifically the products that you do make. Like, you, I guess... Three years later, I am the whiskey box guy, you know, and I'm still doing that. And, like, for a lot of people that know me personally, I'm the step stool guy, like the kid's step stool guy. So that has become my maker's mark, the specific product. I guess it's kind of pigeonholed me a little bit, but but I am that guy. But although some people like uh, Chris Salomone, you know, mm-hmm. the four eyes. So he is, like, let's say the mid-century modern or whatever it is, like, he's that guy and with a splash yeah. of paint or whatever, you know, that that's a... It's an interesting, bright color. Like, that's sort of my head, how I see him. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has a certain look that they make, too. So, yeah, his brand, but, his style. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like, that's him. You know, like, if you saw a piece, you'd be like, oh, that's just like that guy. Like, he, he makes that. Hmm. I was, I was just talking with um, Paul Jackman, who's, hey, we haven't said his name in a few weeks, except for that. That's okay. I like that guy. He's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're friends now because he gave you a welder? Well, he didn't actually yeah. give it to me. It's still yeah, he theoretical. Gave a, he gave me a welder, so right. I like him. So, I don't know. We'll see I if I give like, it to you or not. I still like him. I did an about face on the whole thing. I like him. <laughs> well, if we're going to say Paul Jackman, I want to say David Gagne, just because I love him. Okay, well, now I, love well, I also him. like David, too. So <laughs> Say it three lo- times I in a mirror him. and they appear. <laughs> Is that true? Is that true? Like I Candyman? hope not. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul and I were talking. Uh, I had asked him for my, my latest guitar video. I asked him to help me pick a, a slide picture, you know, like because uh, I, I couldn't decide between a couple pictures that I had taken to put for the, the cover, you know. And so he, I, I emailed him. I said, which one's the best one? And he sent one back, but he sent it upside down. And he said, do it like this, which I ended up not doing, but I really liked it. And it reminded me of my <laughs> high school art teacher because um, I found a better picture of my that I thought was telling the st- more of the story I wanted to. But um, okay. 
it reminded me of my high school um, art teacher that used to always take every painting that we made, didn't matter whether it was a realist or an abstract, or whatever, every painting we ever made, she'd grab it, she'd look at it, and she'd hold it upside down and look at it again, and then she'd flip it back. And it was that sort of that perspective shift, which is like a big part of, yeah, I mean, yes. she's so influential on me. I even named my business perspectives and, you know, and all the black, white, and white of the color and all that stuff came from that art class. And um, so that's that's what I think my mark is, is um, is, is trying to find that thing that just doing it wrong like intentionally wrong and making it right uh like on the guitars that i just made there was a spot that i had a little tiny crack it was like a semi hollow body i made and it was all like uh laminated together palette wood like a butcher block style mm-hmm. and there's this this part that was like broken um and so i could have gone in and epoxied it but instead i cut the whole area out and i inlaid another piece of like a cutoff of the butcher blocked wood but i did it 90 degrees off so there's the whole back is all stripes and then there's this one calico patch that's just going the wrong direction that mm-hmm. i think is like what i try to make my makers mark is that one little thing that's just like well that's wrong it's so wrong it's right you know that's kind perfectly of perfect yeah exactly perfectly well imperfect actually i think i i think i like lutz is better yeah you, you win this round <laughs> <laughs> well i mean well after a thousand he was due <laughs> so we all, I think, everybody I can think of in the in, in the community from all over the world, people that we've gotten to know, um, they have a style about them. They have a mark. It's it's kind of, I mean, obviously, you know, my two the come to mind, Izzy and Jimmy. I mean, I know when it's a Jimmy project, I know it's an Izzy project, right? They've got their style and their mark. Um, Laura Kampf, um, everybody. I mean, everybody has a style to the things that they make regardless of their skill level is there and you're at that point now both of you guys because you're selling things to make money is there an advantage to putting your mark on something to having that or is it just come naturally i like chamfers (laughs) (laughs) chamfers um, I don't know. Not really. Like, if I was ever going to be a furniture maker, you know what I mean? And you needed to d- distinguish yourselves from the, you know, from the hundreds and hundreds of years of furniture that was made, I'd have to come up with a distinct style, like a Nakashima or, like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, okay, right now, at best, I'd be selling off knockoffs of Pinterest things, you know what I mean? Like, it just I'm just not there that where my style is going to be a, an a v- added value, to be honest. That's how I feel anyway. Everything I'm making is like something that somebody wanted or had a good vision of already. Right. It's not like, here's a thousand dollars, make me whatever. You know, like that's definitely not that's not my thing at all. Right. I I feel like I feel like I'm starting to get there with my guitars, where they're like starting to have their voice. Um, I mean, they if you look at them in order, like they're all obviously related, but uh, I feel like the the like the, this last batch I've been working on the punk rock guitars we were talking about and then these other two I'm working on they're from the same palette series and then I just started uh, cutting another one out today I'll talk more about it later because <laughs> it's awesome my idea I don't know if it's going to work or not but I think it will um, uh, yeah I just I feel like it's just starting to happen and it's that, that whole iteration thing like you know a year ago I was like oh I feel like it's just starting to happen but now like a year later I'm like oh no now it's just starting to happen which just means logically you know a year from now next year yeah exactly yeah so and bill i wanted to tell you do you have do you have uh letter number punches 
You know, like the old, the, mm-hmm. you hit them with a hammer, you punch a. Do you serial number your your guitars? No. Huge you mistake. Should. Yeah, you should start serial numbering them somewhere. Well, I, I mean, I haven't really seriously made them to sell yet. I've done a couple of batches here and there, but yeah, I. But agree. that's what makes them all that much more valuable after yeah, you, well you're, after you're, you're right. dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, when you I, die and I, I sell this thing. I need to bank. Yeah. Can I? I'm gonna mail it back to you so you can put a serial number in it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put zero zero one in mine. There I'll put zero zero two so they know it's not nonsense. Yeah. Right. So we don't one of us doesn't get busted for fraud. Right. <laughs> work this out. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a sharpie. Somebody, somebody, uh, um, 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 Del Puckett is a cigar box guitar. He's a musician first and foremost. He's an actual musician. Um, but, oh, yeah. but he makes cigar box guitars as well and he plays them and something really brilliant i i look at and he sells them and he just took his business card and he he has a sound hole in just about every one of his guitars and he puts he puts his sound business hole. card in through the sound hole so you can see his business card through the sound hole of every one of them i thought that was kind of a neat idea too he just uses his card because yeah. that's i mean a lot of Traditionally, guitars. If you look inside the sound hole, they have a stamp. Right. You know, well, he just they... he just puts his business card and he, he yeah. hot glues it in there, so you could see right, his, right inside his sound hole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say an F hole, but I didn't want you to start giggling, Phil. Well, that's impossible. Tee-hee. So, so I mean, <laughs> at some point, some of us, and by some of us, I mean very few, get to a point where. Just because it's something you made for no other reason, it's just something that you made, it has value. And I can only think of one example off the top of my head is, is Jimmy, right? The guy's like, oh man, I was making this print on my printing press and I screwed it up. Oh, I'll throw it on Etsy and he gets, you know, $1,500 for it, right? Because it's, it's Jimmy. Yeah, because it's a mistake. Because yeah. it's... Because that's, it's, that's two things. That's, that's celebrity and that's yeah. artistry. Celebrity yeah. artistry, but that's but it's his brand right? and salesmanship that, that, that for people, not just throwing it oh, away. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know. absolutely. He, I mean, he's been like I said, Jimmy's earned everything he's got because he's been working his butt off for his entire for life sure. to get to this point. But isn't that his brand? That I mean, that's his brand that's got that value, right? It's a Duresta. It's a with the yeah. handmade, like right. the, you know, the blue collar handmade right. stick. Like that's that is his for sure. Yeah. But he's yeah. gotten to a point where. You know, like he has the celebrity where, where it matters that he's selling something that's not done properly. Like the three of us could put something on Etsy or on, you know eBay or whatever that we broke or didn't do properly. We're gonna get zero bids, but Jimmy gets it because he's got that pull, and someone wants to own a Duresta, like a Van Gogh or a whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. got he has that artist cred. Yeah, you know and he's I, got that I... celebrity cred. And I think our circle would be the circle that would appreciate the one with the typo, like maybe more sure. than oh, the, yeah. the perfect one, you know? Yeah, and I, I think... Not only that, our circle is the one that admires his celebrity and his artistry. Well, exactly. That's that's who's buying it, so... Right, we're that yeah. demo. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, anything else on this? Do we... Do we? I mean, we we covered what I wanted to talk about at least. Well, that's all I need. As long as you're happy, I'm good. Okay. Well, that's what I was expected. So, chamfers. I like chamfers. 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 I like chamfers too. Hand yeah. chamfered, now, right? Now, that's no. that's not what happens when you oh. when you're jogging on a marathon and the inside of your legs get raw, right? No, I use a router bit. 
Yeah. But sometimes I'll just grab a block plane. It depends what it is. And how if deep, I want, how perfect. big of a chamfer you want? Like eighth, eighth of an inch. Yeah. But the, I want the uniformity. The seamlessness with which you guys ignored me just now was a beautiful thing to witness in person. Hmm. See, Less I, than an I eighth feel like the, isn't enough. <laughs> I, I like the sixteenth. Sixteenth, no. Sixteenth you know, is too like, hard to keep uniform because a little sanding like and you'll go deeper. Four, four passes with the block plane. Doing the, the the end grain first, you know, side. And yeah, well, of course. <laughs> end grain for what is it? My first day. Thanks, Tim. Of course. <laughs> well, because I forget. Because you always want to do the long side for us, you know, because it's like the fun. Because it's more fun. And then and then you do the end side. And you're like, oh, that's right. I had to do oh, that good. first. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe Phil was right. Maybe I do need an eighth of an inch because you blew <laughs> yeah, out that, exactly. that side. <laughs> and then I had to grab the router and fix it all, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> See, also not my first day. That is why I used the router bit. <laughs> But, uh, yes. Nice. Um, yeah. And then I'll soften the edges, of course. Um, okay. So, that was a good topic. I enjoyed that one. Cool. iTunes um, review review? Do we have any? We have, we have a bunch. Really? really? So we have one, two, three. Should we read all three, or should we, like, stack them up for when we don't get one next week? I'll read all three. Although, let me see if there's any international ones. But go ahead. Start with the Americanos. I'll look for... Uh, by the time you read one, okay. I might have... Oh, wow, we have a lot of international ones. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, we, uh, it's New Year's resolutions are kind of paying off, I guess, huh? Yeah. What's the first one you see as a new one? Uh, a Radom okay. SDC. All right. okay. Yep. okay, so the uh, this is the Bill and Tim show. <laughs> I haven't read any of it yet, so this is all new. <laughs> um, and it's by uh, R. Adam SDC, I'm guessing. Um, I started binge listening to the podcast several weeks ago and thoroughly enjoy it. The witty banter, insightful banter, insightful comments, and countless project ideas are what keeps the listener engaged. And then there's Phil. <laughs> I like this one's my best one. Oh That's my not funny. Uh, the three of you have inspired me to think twice about throwing away the random scrap of wood or rusty hinge and instead make something uh, that will outlive me. I hope all three of you have a tremendous 2019 and keep the episodes coming. I thought that was the best that review. That was I I'm pretty ever. sure it it was. It was a good review. But but I would like to say that Phil deserves more credit than just that. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm sure there's something. Well, in Phil's defense, he's been very busy lately. He has been busy. What does that mean? What are you saying I'm slipping? What does that even mean? Slacking. It's what? not slipping, it's slacking. So saying, In America, well, it's slacking. The, the, what's on your bench for the past few weeks has been travel. I, that's what I'm saying. So you haven't had a lot of time in the shop, you know. Oh, I see where you're going yeah. with this. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> fine, I'll start whittling things at the airport. That, um, you can do that. That's a good idea because you can fly with knives now. <laughs> in, you stay in Canada, you can. You're allowed a certain blade size, and you can travel with a with a, a pocket pocket knife. Yeah, I believe that. So, um, and they actually have a little gauge. Like you put up the they'll, you expand the blade out. You put up the blade to the gauge, and if it's bigger, then they make you throw it. If it's smaller, you yeah. can keep traveling with it. But pre pre nine eleven, it was like that here. Oh really? Yeah. I, I mean, crazy. well, in the eighties, it was. I don't know, but yeah. Here's one from Australia. Um, Hi Scott. It's from, it's not Jack Attack one zero four four three, and the topic is good, and then the review is good podcast about pandas. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Did, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for thank that. you very much. I think what we asked is it a five star? 
Yeah. Best good enough. Best review we've ever had. Yeah. Well, he's the, he's the first one to figure it out. If you play our podcast backwards, it is actually all about pandas. <laughs> yeah, really, well, it's really high. Wait a minute. He's in Australia. They automatically play backwards, right? It's uh, yeah. It automatically goes counterclockwise. There, you're right. <laughs> the Coriolis effect. Yeah. Read the next one. Okay. Seriously, great stuff. Five stars by Tdo54. Great information, but even greater brain fodder. Always makes me think about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, and making me grin to boot. To boot, eh? Are you sure his this boot, isn't a Canadian? Boot is, that huh. sounds pretty Canadian. So I don't know how you slipped into the American iTunes feed, but but thank you. Yeah. It was a nice nice review. Anyways, even if you're Canadian. Yeah. Here, let uh, let Bill read the next one. I, I can't I can't pull it up. All right. Why don't you go ahead and send it? <laughs> Technology. Oh, this is from uh, Pop Pop and Gangi and Pop Pop. Oh, yeah. Um, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, I only get this read if it's a five star? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's five stars, so I'll read it. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to if it was only four stars. Uh, if folks out there are serious about reclaiming, this is one of the go to pod. One of the go to podcasts. Yeah, this doesn't feel like a five star review. <laughs> Even for non-serious reclaimers, there's content that is definitely worth listening to and learning from. It can take a bit of time to get to it, but it's usually there somewhere. That's pretty accurate. Usually, seriously, as long as as a longtime reclaimer and maker, I find each week's podcast to be engaging, enjoyable, and thought-provoking. And it's like I was there with these boys as they process their weeks. Keep it up, gentlemen. And Bill. <laughs> <laughs> this was the best one. That was pretty good. Pop, pop. But uh, it, this is the um, one of the go-to podcasts on Reclaiming. I want to know what the other one is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've yet to hear it. Oh, wait. Yeah. Maybe. Wait. Maybe it was those guys that talk too much. Maybe that's what he's referring to. No, he's not. He's just busting. Oh. Um, we got two more. <laughs> one from the UK, and it's from Thorpe67. And the oh, title I, is... I, I follow him on Instagram. Oh. The Catalyst to My Own Venture. Ah, oh, oh, this is a very good one. <laughs> oh, here we go. Phil's podcast with the other guys is a fantastic <laughs> listener for beginner How do I and unfollow him on Instagram? Alike. Do you want me to read that again? You know what, you guys oh, were, sorry, yeah. you were laughing. Let me start again. Yeah, uh-uh. go again. Phil's podcast with the other guys is a fantastic listen for beginner and pro-constructive alike. Not many people actually follow up on calling something an inspiration, but these guys have genuinely inspired me to start up OMT Built, One Man's Trash, on Instagram. Finally found a place I actually belong, and between Canada and their U.S. bases and here in little old England, the world has felt a smaller, nicer place. Keep doing what you do. Oh, that's nice. What's Thank the you, new sir. Instagram? OMT? OMT Built. O-M-T okay, OMT built? built on Instagram. I'll have to yeah. follow that. Too. One Man's Trash. And then there's one from the Netherlands. So this is Holland. Well, actually, Holland is just one uh, province. Uh, it's from Make It Just Because You Can, entitled Commute Used to Be a Burden. Oh, that seems nice. Once a week, I have a two-hour commute, and you guys make it a joy. You never fail to make me laugh. It's great to hear that I'm not the only idiot and thinks pallet wood is a great material to work with and upcycling an art form. Well, then. Very well said. I'm I'm a little bit I'm a, I feel a little bit squishy right now with all these beautiful reviews. Thank you, everybody. Phil's podcast. What? Sorry. <clears throat> so uh, you're squishy. I, yes. I, yes. Yeah. I don't mean that in the pudgy way. You know. Oh. My feelers. My feelers are touched. I feel like I'm. I need a hug. Stranger danger. Okay. So. <laughs> do we have Do we have anything for our uh, inspiration for the week? Or. I have one. 
I do so too. I binge watched one specific maker. Um, well, I I don't know. I had a couple hours, so I, I watched this one guy, uh, Wesley Treat. I'm sure you guys know him. That was mine. When? <laughs> that was that was the one I was gonna do. Are you serious? Yeah. That's so. All right, we, we guy, have a joint because I'm still doing Wesley. He is amazing. Oh my god! First of all, the yeah. videography, oh, he, the the projects, the skill across all of these different. Jo- Metal working, metal bending, uh, welding, uh, electronics, uh, woodworking. Like, oh my god, this guy is amazing. Great personality. Uh, I don't know. I love him. I think he's fantastic. I wish he's he made more funny. stuff. He's just very busy. But so he's made like maybe 10 videos in the last year or whatever. But I watched everything back to like about four years ago. Really? Did you watch the, um, the Art Deco uh, control panel? Uh, I haven't seen... I don't know. I'd have to. I have to go back and look because I've watched some before. Like I kind of watched them in real time. I guess I haven't binged them, so I'd have to, okay. I'd have to think. You know, but uh, but his most recent one was the knobs. Yeah. The um, uh, that's the first one I saw too. Insane. I, d- I just got them. He mailed me a whole box, a bunch of them from my guitar. He said he would in the video. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he circled uh, grass. My friend, yeah. my friend Tim, and he circled grass. And um, that was yeah. Funny. He and they're they're great. I just actually did an Instagram story today. I, I opened the box up and um, and put some on a guitar. And they made my Super guitar cool. sound so much better. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're, they're so cool. Like, I couldn't believe the... Because I, I love old knobs, and I always use old knobs, and he knew that. And so he's doing this because he he's into the old machinery and stuff. And, yeah. And uh, so he just cast them. I was like, I never thought of that. I'm always, like, making, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, um, not additive, but subtractive making. I never really think of additive yeah. making like that, you know. Just I'm into never, it. I want to try it. And so do I. And especially after I saw the quality of them, they feel like real knobs. Like yeah. I, I, was, I was actually using them today, you know, and they um, there's like the little set screw. Like I'm, I don't want to use set screws for my my pots, and so he didn't drill them out. I had to, you know, drill my own hole for the right size, uh, for the ones he sent me. And but the set screw like casts, so there's like a little plastic fake set screw in there. It's for like where just it's like supposed little to thing. Go, yeah. Or you could drill the screw out and actually thread it, you know, tap it and put a set screw. In. So it's it's just perfect. And I mean, yeah. like the material, like hardly any materials involved. You know, it's a little bit of time, obviously, for stuff to cure and stuff, but it's not a lot of material. Really super neat, you know. Yeah. Way less wasteful than what I've been doing, like trying to make knobs out of wood and all this time on the lathe. And, you know, it was really cool. I thought it was very, very clever. Very, very. But check out that. that I wrote my comment to him was after I watched that Art Deco con, like control panel that he built. I was like, this is the most impressive maker video I've ever seen. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure I saw it. It was uh, yeah, pretty. The one that controls he's, the lights. Yeah, and he's and he just makes all these like cool. He's into uh, like old machines and knobs yeah. and switch switchboards and stuff. Cool stuff. Yeah, amazing. Anyways, you gotta check it out. All Wesley right. treat. Wesley treat. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a real treat. You, you, yeah, I met him in uh, Maker Fair, New York, in person. Oh, cool. Right? And he, you know, he mailed me a box uh, a while back before I even knew it was the same guy. Like, I didn't put two and two together. He had contacted me, and he, he's like, hey, I have, like, 50 karate belts. Do you want them? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, of course I want them. So, so Why I wouldn't you bunch. want 50 karate belts? I haven't, I haven't done anything with them. I, I want to do, like, a, guitar, like a chair. Like guitar a straps. Them, you know? Oh. Guitar straps. Yeah, well, I was, thinking about, I was thinking guitar straps, too. But I wanted to make a chair, like a chair weave with them, because they're all different yeah. colors and stuff. I just haven't gotten around to it. Then and, you uh, can, and then you can sell book. guitars to uh, people that are in the martial arts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I can't unless the straps are made from. But he, he sent me this box of in, in in it. There was a book. It was called like uh, Weird Wild Texas, and he was involved in in writing or or 
this book. Um, I think it was a co-writer, if I remember correctly. Sorry, Wesley. Um, but it, it's like this, just all these like weird facts and places in Texas that you can go and like pictures oh. of like these like kooky things. It was super interesting. Oh right, he's in he's in Texas, right? Okay. Yeah, he's in Texas. Yeah, he doesn't have an accent, so I, you didn't you don't really think about it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think in Austin. I don't think there's any accent in Austin. Maybe that's where. I don't oh, know. It makes sense yeah. that he'd be in Austin. It, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know if he really is or not, but it's kind of like, um, like in Canada, like there's the French accent in, you know, Mont- in, in Quebec, but not the rest of Montreal, you know, right? Sort of. Let's go yeah. with that. Okay. Bill. Bill. Now that Tim and I are done with ours. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a completely different world. Um, I discovered this guy's YouTube channel, and uh, I told you guys recently that I'm I'm getting back into guns. I just, I love to shoot, and I love everything that's guns and the Second Amendment, even though I'm a pretty liberal guy. Uh, So I found this guy's channel. He's the Yankee Marshal. Now, what I would advise you to do is if you like AV, A-V-E, AV of the gun world. Yeah. Because this guy doesn't pull. Oh, yeah? He doesn't doesn't pull any punches. He calls people out. He doesn't like the NRA. He thinks they're a big political blah, blah, blah. I mean, he just goes off. But he's super knowledgeable knowledgeable about firearms and safety. And I'm just getting into his his videos. But he's funny. He's very self-depreciating. He makes fun of himself. You know, he's like, for he's got 300-something thousand subscribers. He's all, well, for the 10 people that like to watch my videos, I'm going to piss you guys off now, too. And he blah, 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 blah. It's a, if, so if any of our, uh, if our right-leaning gun-loving brethren out there like guns, check out the Yankee Marshal. He's, um, I, I think he's pretty cool. He has a lot of views that I do when it comes to firearms. Okay. Is he a Yankee? Is he from my neck of the woods? He's actually from um, uh, Portland um, or the, Maine. No, Portland, Oregon. Um, oh, he's on the West That's Coast. Right. Yankee. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why it's the Yankee Marshal. You know, why are you Tim Sway? Maybe because that's my name. <laughs> Do you sway? I know you swish a little bit, but I haven't seen you sway. Uh, in the breeze. In the breeze. Tim Swish is actually kind of a neat name. I might take that. All right, it's all yours. <laughs> Bill, please get us out of this. Just, please, Bill. Uh. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out WilliamLoops.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com. And hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio, which I now check. Um, iTunes reviews. Clearly, we read them out. So you write them. We'll read them. Let's make that deal. Check out our website. Uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com I left a link on there it'll launch iTunes for whatever country you're in and uh, leave that five star review and we will read it out and lastly but most importantly patreon.com slash reclaimed audio for one dollar you get to hear the pre-show which I gotta tell you is worth that dollar uh, and for ten dollars today riveting right yes I think did we talk about rivets no um, and for ten dollars <laughs> you get your name read out loud during the beginning of every show and for $25 you get a monthly hangout with us and that is mostly true um (laughs) and on that note (laughs) thanks guys and have a great week bye everybody (laughs) be good